how committed are you to what it is that you're going after? Because if it doesn't really matter to you, it is that much easier to quit. And if you haven't done the deeper work of addressing your core wound stories, your past traumas, your interpretations, your subconscious programming, it's really hard to stay in motion. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about something that I've talked about a lot that can be quite frustrating, which is beginning again as many times as it takes, starting over again. And for some of us, when we're working to make the impossible happen, this can look like two steps forward, one step back, five steps forward, three steps back. It can also look like nearly or completely achieving your goal only to have something happen that slides you all the way back to square one. Either way, you have to begin again. And this is something that I say quite a bit in my coaching, quite a bit to myself, especially lately. And I know I have touched on frequently throughout this show, begin again as many times as it takes. That is a big part of how we make the impossible inevitable, how we manifest it, make it real in our sphere, in our world, in our life. We have to be willing to begin again as many times as it takes to not have to begin again, to accomplish our goal. And there are certain goals that we will reach, but in order to maintain them, to hold on to them, there is more maintenance work that we have to do. There's more that we have to heal through, more that we have to learn and grow through. So it's this constant ongoing process of beginning again. For me in particular, I got halfway to my goal and had something happen, which took me right back to square one and maybe even a little bit further behind from square one. And I want to share that today because I want to share my own process of beginning again, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between, and how this applies to whatever it is that you're working towards. When we work to make the impossible inevitable, something that feels completely out of reach to bring it into our reality, there will be some form of beginning again as many times as it takes. It is very easy to get discouraged. I know that all too well, not just from what I'm going through right now, but what I've gone through throughout my life, healing from trauma, healing my brain from PTSD, rebuilding my business time and time again after it crashed and burned for one reason or another, coming back from bankruptcy reclaiming my health. These have all been journeys of beginning again as many times as it takes. There are some things in life that we will accomplish and will be done. That might be something like getting a degree, a certification, something where we hit the end goal. And no matter what happens, once that's done, there is no need to begin again. You've completed it. Now you're beginning again with something new. Other goals other big visions and dreams, we have to begin again as many times as it takes. The camper, my dream of owning a camper, living in a camper, which we, my partner and I are now doing, required a lot of beginning again. There were three campers that I nearly bought. One of them, I had a check in hand. We were ready to meet them the next day. We had organized the vehicle, the brother-in-law driver, Everything had been sorted and we learned it couldn't happen. It couldn't happen because of certain technicalities. And so I had to let it go. 
And then when we realized we could make it work, I had to begin again. And then when I found the next camper of my dreams that turned out to have mold, I had to begin again. And then I found another camper that I adored. We realized was too big. I had to begin again. I had to start over at square one. And for each of these, there was a grief process because I thought that I had the thing that I was going after. I thought that I was done. This was going to be it. Get all the logistics in order, bring it home. Good. And each time it fell through for one reason or another. And I had to begin again. First, I grieved. I felt my feelings. For this particular goal, the grief varied. Sometimes the grief was bigger because I was processing through a lot of past traumas. I was really beginning to claim what I wanted and it was feeling very overwhelming because it was all so new and different. And I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea if I was doing the right thing other than I knew in my gut that I wanted it, that it was aligned for me. But there was doubt. There was fear. There was so much uncertainty and unknowns throughout all of it. There was a lot of asking for and receiving support. A lot of logistics. And so there would be a period after each one, sometimes a day, sometimes a month, before I could begin again and start doing what I needed to do to make this a reality. Before I tried to figure out, okay, when we thought that this couldn't happen at all, at least the way that we had planned for, by we, I mean me and my family being on their property. I had to rethink, okay, if my ultimate goal and dream is to live unconventionally, is to unplug from leases and cities and suburbs, what could I do differently? A tiny house is an option. Could we do that? Is it getting a different type of RV, one that I would drive around? What would make the most sense for me and the cats that I had at the time? I started to explore that. And then when it became possible again that we could do it the way that we are, it was like, okay, rethink again, begin again, start searching again, get your hopes up again, get excited again, get disappointed again, begin again. So throughout all of this, it's really, really important that you have a relationship to your emotions and that you let yourself feel them. You have to process your emotions in real time, ideally, so that there's nothing getting stored in your cells that you're going to have to process later the next time you try to go for something bigger. Or it's not going to build up and compound to where when you're so close to reaching your goals and something happens again, something disrupts the path, something doesn't work out, you don't just throw in all the towel because all of a sudden all of your emotions are welling up. You have to feel your emotions in real time. You have to make space for that. And some goals, some missions, some things that we are going after, there might not be room for that. You might be looking for the perfect place to live because you got evicted from yours. Your marriage ended. You got kicked out. Something horrible happened to the building, to the home, a fire, natural disaster. And there might be reasons why you must move quickly. You must do this by a certain date. And so that can really compress the time that we have to grieve and feel. Do it anyways. Do it as you're in motion. That'll be messy sometimes. That'll look like crying as you tour new apartments or homes. Making that time in the car from going to appointment to appointment to scream, to process, to move the emotion out of your body so it doesn't get stored in your cells. It's not easy, but we do it. 
We find ways to do it. And if that means that we're crying in public, so be it. Process the emotions because if you don't, those will come up to block you. Either later on the path, it'll keep you from being able to hold on to what you want, or it will make going after the next big impossible thing even more difficult. You feel your emotions in real time. There's grief, there's disappointment, there's frustration, there's anger, there's sadness, there's doubt. We feel it all. We notice the stories. What stories are being reinforced when it falls through again? I could have very easily said, I knew it. Nothing ever works out for me. Life is too hard. Why do I even bother? I'm a worthless piece of whatever. But I worked on my trauma and my core wounds, and so that didn't happen. And anytime I noticed anything in the vein of a story, I set it aside. I let myself feel my feelings and I got support processing and repatterning where I needed it, when I needed it. So we do the work in real time. And there are some journeys like the one that I'm on that the frustration is immense and you cannot even imagine beginning again. So I shared earlier on, we'll link to the episode where I talked about being in the messy middle of my metabolic healing journey. I am working with a longtime coach and friend and brilliant human, Kara Sorensen, on healing my health. We'll link to her again. We mentioned her before a couple times. She's amazing. And I started doing her program, working with her, doing acupressure, doing metabolic balance. And metabolic balance is a very specific type of program. It's to reset your hormones, your metabolism, your health, your digestion, everything. And it is, by design, very strict for certain phases. And when I tell you that I did it perfectly, I did it perfectly. I weighed everything. Everything was the exact, precise, right amount. Every food was the exact right food. I did not mix up my combinations. I did not drink anything that I wasn't supposed to. I was rigid. I was strict. I was committed fiercely to this. And this program was hard for me. I talk about my executive challenge, executive function challenges and and cooking and preparing meals. That is hard for me. I figured it out and doing the math And figuring out when something is frozen, you add more. And if it's not, you do this. And if it's that with this, at this time of the day, there's a lot of figuring things out. I did it perfectly because I was so committed. I was so ready to heal my body. This body has been through a lot, a lot of trauma, a lot of loss, a lot of abuse. I've had adrenal fatigue, dysphagia, panic attacks, anxiety, kidney stones, lots of things this body has been through. I was ready to heal it. And I did it perfectly. And I did it perfectly for about five months until other health issues started coming to the surface. And this is what I talked about in that episode, being in the messy middle. The messy middle where sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. And goodness, I did not realize how much worse they had to get before they could really start getting better. My period started to get really, really heavy. And if you're a man and you're listening to this and you're grossed out, I'm going to quote what is her name? Nikki Agrawal, who says, nobody would exist, including you, men, without a woman bleeding. Periods are a normal part of life. They're a normal part of women's health. My period started to get heavier. Didn't realize that I had fibroids that were causing a lot of issues with my cycle. And on top of that, I took plan B. And that caused me to hemorrhage. 
back in March. I hemorrhaged for 18 days. I became severely iron deficient and pretty, almost severely anemic, just overnight, not overnight, within a week, in the middle of that. And that made me incredibly sick. That and the fibroids just crashed me out. And it reset everything. It started the process of resetting everything for a variety of reasons. Iron deficiency anemia caused me deep depression, especially when I came back. I was in Florida when I was hemorrhaging, when I came back to elevation. Less oxygen. My body was already struggling to get enough oxygen to my brain. I couldn't adequately produce enough serotonin. I got very sick. I had heart palpitations, tachycardia, shortness of breath, dizziness, fatigue, extreme brain fog, anxiety, depression, weakness. I was pale. I had all of the symptoms, a lot of them. And all of that combined made me sick, made it to where I couldn't work out, made it difficult mentally and physically to keep with my plan. Not impossible, but difficult enough that I fell off the plan and slid myself back to square one. Maybe a little bit beyond square one. So to get healthy, I have to begin again. Back where I started, where I started before five months of being really strict and focused and organizing myself around this mission of healing my body. I have to begin again. And in the process of doing all of that, I burnt out on all my foods. I can't even stand some of them to this day. I got surgery for my fibroids. We're still waiting to see if that helps. I started taking iron, which caused other issues, weight gain, digestion issues, irritation. I am extremely heat intolerant. There's just a lot that has come with this. A lot. So now I have to climb the mountain all over again. It's very easy to feel frustrated by that. I do feel frustrated by that. It's very easy to not want to bother because I already did. What's beautiful about these experiences, as deeply frustrating as they are, is they bring all of our stories and our core wounds to the surface. Anything that's left, anything that has not been dealt with, anything that's new from the situation and experience. For example, some of the things that I said over and over again when I was really sick and really struggling were, I'm sick of having a body. I'm, I'm sick of trying. What's the point in trying when something always happens? What did that reveal? Some new traumas? Sick of having a body is a new trauma. But also layers of old trauma that have been reactivated by this. This feeling of why bother something always happens. Something crazy happens. And everything that I've done and built and who I've become just gets wiped away. And those were opportunities to heal. Some of them still linger. I have acupressure the day after this recording to work on some of that trauma, some of those stories, some of those beliefs, to reset myself again so that I can start healing all over again. And the thing about the resets that I think is really important to touch on, it's not always square one. 
technically square one with certain aspects of my health, with my weight loss journey, with my strength, because I couldn't work out at all for big chunks of time. And even now I can hardly work out. I have to start over quite literally, very technically with specific aspects of healing. And yet it is not beginning again completely. I learned a whole lot. And I also reset the beginning level. So yes, I may need to lose the weight again. Yes, I may need to reset certain aspects of my, my blood work or other, other things that I healed before. Rebuild my strength and endurance, yes. And we realized I had fibroids. We realized that I was probably already iron deficient. This just made it loud and undeniable and demanded treatment immediately. I took iron. I got infusions. I will probably still be on iron. We'll see if I need more infusions. So some of the underlying issues got cleared. And that doesn't mean that I'm grateful for the hemorrhaging. That's a whole other conversation to talk about. But I can see that there were gifts in it. It forced me to figure out that I had fibroids a lot sooner. It forced me to address my iron deficiency, which was very likely there before I hemorrhaged. It forced me to learn different things about my body, about myself, about what I need, this body, above and beyond what a, a program like Metabolic Balance can tell me. It's forced me to look at other things that that program didn't look at with my blood work. It's helped me better understand what it really means to be healthy, to look at my blood work regularly. I have to. I will continue to have to. And so while I'm back at square one, technically, in more than one way, I'm also far more equipped to do this again, to begin again, to begin again and hopefully achieve the goal and be done, at least for a stretch of time, in case something else happens with health or life. Because life is always happening, not to us, not even necessarily for us. It's just happening around us. So life will happen again. And what I have learned from this experience is I am incredibly equipped to find my way through anything. I thought I already knew that, but I have learned that again in new ways. Because I face it. Because I do the research. I learn about what it is that I'm facing so that I can work through it. I know so much about iron deficiency and anemia. So much that a lot of doctors don't even know. I was forced to do that. I know so much more about supplementing and vitamins and the frenemies between them, what go together and what don't. How to heal your gut. How to deal with fibroids and heavy periods. How to not be iron deficient and what it actually takes above and beyond hitting a certain number to heal from iron deficiency. It is not black and white. It is not take a pill and feel better. It is not hit a number and feel better. It is very complex. In fact, we are going to have a woman who helped me a great deal on the show very soon to talk about her own journey of healing from iron deficiency anemia, which was far worse than mine and lasted for far longer. 
and doing the same thing, doing the research, understanding what doctors weren't or couldn't tell her, understanding her body, the organism, the chemistry experiment that it is, and healing herself and learning enough to teach others. Her pain, her suffering, all of her learning helped me. So we're going to have a round to talk about how you heal yourself when you can barely get out of bed, when you literally feel like you are dying, when your brain can't retain anything and your heart is racing and you're dizzy and you're freezing and everything hurts. How do you go out and you do that research? So she's going to be a guest. I learned through this that I can navigate anything that I can find the answers, even if it's frustrating. I was ungraceful through a lot of this until I really started understanding what was going on with my body, until I could start to say, okay, this is a symptom. I just don't have enough iron. There's nothing wrong with my life, my relationship, business, nothing at all. It's all beautiful. It's all perfect. I just don't have enough iron. Beginning again is something you have probably already faced. And if not, you probably will. Begin again as many times as it takes, please. Because the more that you do, the more commitment you have to seeing your goal and your vision through to the other side, the more likely you are to create it. The odds shift in your favor. You learn, you grow, And you might technically be back at square one, but you aren't really because you've learned. Every rejection, every no, every redirect, every obstacle, every bump, every backslide teaches us, gives us information so that when we're ready to get back up, after we feel our feelings and we maybe rest if we can, we can use that. I have learned through all of this what does and does not work for me. For this body, with food, supplementing, lifestyle, I have learned so much. And I do not want to begin again, but I will. I will start over again. And I will go as far as I possibly can this time. And if something else happens and derails me and I have to start over again, I will do that. And I've given myself grace and space. I had to, was forced to in a lot of ways to heal, to even have this level of energy again that I can start working out. I'm not working out at the level I was before, at the level I was when I was the least out of shape before. I am really starting from square one, square zero, square negative 10 with my fitness. I've learned how to do that within the confines and the constraints of this condition. I've learned so much about what my body needs if I'm going to move, how much sleep I really need. I've learned so much. I've learned a lot about food, fibroids, hormones, metabolism, my digestion. The messy middle of metabolic balance forced me to really look even harder at what was going on in my gut and to see what was out of balance and to start addressing it, to be on a protocol specifically for my gut health, as well as being on a protocol specifically for iron deficiency. 
I am no longer anemic, thank goodness. I'm still iron deficient. I have to get my numbers up. I have to get labs regularly. And all of this works in tandem, and it's frustrating beyond belief. But we keep doing it. And that's why these goals that we have have to be anchored in our purpose, who we're here to be and what we're called to do. Health for me, for everyone, matters immensely. For me, it really matters because I love to be outside. I want to climb all the mountains. I want to kayak all the white water rivers. I want to hike. I want to move. I want to camp. I love to be active. It's part of who I'm here to be. It's part of how I stay sane and happy and healthy. So health and fitness matter to me. They're anchored in my purpose. What drives me forward, my big desires. I want a homestead. I can't be sick. I can't be out of shape and weak. And there is no right shape, perfect shape. This isn't about how we look and whether or not we're consumable or palatable for others. This is about, is our body, is our health in, in a place it needs to be for us to achieve what's important to us? Are we healthy enough to go after our big visions, to make the impossible inevitable? Are we strong enough to weather whatever life throws at us, whatever is asked of us physically and mentally to make it happen? Do we have the energy, the vitality, the focus, the clarity of mind? Are we anxious? Are we depressed? Or are we able to be present in the moment? And there's so many health issues that come from deficiencies. We think that we're just depressed and anxious. Sometimes that can be a deficiency in the body. How committed are you to what it is that you're going after? Because if it doesn't really matter to you, it is that much easier to quit. And if you haven't done the deeper work of addressing your core wound stories, your past traumas, your interpretations, your subconscious programming, it's really hard to stay in motion because it's so easy to succumb to, I'm just a piece of crap. I'm not cut out for this. My third grade teacher was right. Should just give up. Just do whatever job's in front of me and just be happy that I have a roof over my head. We can't strive for more when we don't feel well. And we won't hold on to what it is that we desire if we don't have the strength within. If we don't have freedom and leverage. Freedom from past traumas. From subconscious programming. Leverage. Space to move. To be differently. All of this work matters. So if you are one step, two step forwards, one step back, if you are beginning again at square one and you got 50%, 75%, 100% of the way to your goal, my heart is with you. It sucks. And we begin again as many times as it takes. If you need support, check the show notes for some resources and I will be back soon with another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. 
That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.